Resolve then compromise and hafrat shlishit machrat. So it's interesting, when I learn these sugyas in the morning, I often think of the fact that, say for today, so the whole world is going to be talking about this idea, ein achrat shlishit machrat, one of the many ideas that come up in the daf, the daf's dealing still, we're in the middle of this difficult piece of these difficult sugyas of Tuma and Tairo, uh, so it's it's not easy, Gemara, but as we've seen, we've learned some amazing ideas out of these out of these Gemaras, uh, and, and and I think today everybody's going to be talking about But what does it mean for us? What what can you do with this with the information? How how do you understand it? So to make it a little easier, I've made this this table that you've got here on the sources, uh, because without it, it would take too long to explain this little piece of Gemara. Uh, to understand the piece of Gomorrah, there are four different dimensions of Tuma applications, which this Gomorrah talks about. Uh, tuma affects a nausea. If a nausea come in, comes into contact with certain Tuma, he has to stop his Nazirut, shave, start again. There's the case of, of Korban Pesach, which is at this time of the year. A person is Tamei, becomes Tamei before of Pesach, so he can't bring his Korban Pesach, and he has to wait until Pesach Sheni. So that's another dimension where Tuma affects. A third is Truma. If a person, uh, if a person uh, has become Tome, can he eat Truma? Uh, the fourth dimension is Kodshim. Uh, can a person eat Kodshim if he's become Tome? Uh, the Kodshim has become Tome. So, so Tuma can affect all of these four dimensions. One of the ways of tumor that affecting it is tumor samet, is, is, that's one of the most serious forms of tumor as a dead body. And the question is how much body, and we've been talking about that in, in these sugyas, uh, how much bone, how much blood, uh, and it makes a difference with koanim who are in hospitals or in places where uh, there's, there's been um, a terrorist attack and you've got bits of blood and bone lying on the, on the street, these, unfortunately, are, are actually practical issues, uh, but we're not going to deal with it from a practical halachic perspective, more from a conceptual perspective today. And there, there are three different views as to how much blood and how much, how, many, how much bones. Don't worry about the exact measurements, just get a general picture of the pattern. There are the Zakenim Rishonim, the early authorities, were divided into two, the Gemara says. The one said that the amount that causes tumor is half a cav of bones and a half a lug of, of water, of, of blood. So lug is a, a volume of, uh, of liquid and a cav is a volume of solid. So half a cav of bone and half a lug of water, that's the amount that causes tumor. And half a lug of blood, that's the amount that causes tumor. And it's across the board, Nazir, Ose Pesach, Truma, and Kochim. That's, that is the measurement. The other part of the Zakanim, the other, the other viewpoint in the, among the Zakanim, is Rova Atzamot Uruvi Adam, half of that amount. So they're more Machmir. A quarter of a cav of bone or a quarter of a lug of, of blood would also cause Tuma for Nazir, Ose Pesach, Truma, and Kochim. Now, Nozir and Oise Pesach are one category, or they're grouped together, and Truma and Kodshim are grouped together. Uh, 
So then we come to a Bezdin Shilacharehu, a later authority, who splits it and says, for Nazir, Pesach, it's the larger amount. We're more makil. Tumor doesn't happen unless there's a half a cup of bone and a half a lug of blood. But when it comes to Truma and Kodshim, there a smaller amount causes Tumor. A quarter of a cup of, uh, of bone and a, and a quarter of a lug of blood is enough to cause tumor. So those are the three views. One is makil in all cases. One is machmir in all cases. One is, and the third one is makil in nozir voise pesach. And machmir takes the harder view in truma and kochim. Those, those are, the, are the three views. Asks the Gemara. Uh, in the third line of the of the uh, of Agamora in the soul sheet, Michdi Ein Hachraat Shlishit Machraat. Why would we give halachic credibility to this third view? And as Tosfos will show us, you can see from a Mishnah in Oholot and our Mishnah on Daf Memtet. If you put those two Mishnahs together, you see the prevailing view is the view of the Beit Din Shalacharehu. Why would we give credence to this third view, which takes a bit of the one view and a bit of the other view and puts it together? It's a compromise. Why would we give credence to the compromise? We say, We always say a, a third view is not the deciding factor. This third view didn't just make a compromise of their own. They had an earlier authority. They heard it, this comes from the Nevi'im. This is not just making up a compromise. So let's understand the, the, the concept and then let's apply it uh, to our lives. So Tosfus explains, If you look at the Mishnah here on Daf Memtet and you look at the Mishnah in Oholot, you'll see Kebetin Acharon Svira. They hold like the, like the ladder based in. So we can assume that's the halacha. And why? Because it's a third viewpoint. One says A, one says B, and the third one compromises. But that shouldn't be the case. So we have this concept of, of dat shlishit machrat comes in many places in, in Shas. We have it in Brochus, we have it in Shabbos, we have it in Psochim. Um, and we have it here. Uh, and sometimes we go with this third view, and sometimes we say, So we're going to use Tosfus' approach. There's a view of Tosfus, there's a view of Rashi, which is somewhat different, and there's a view of Rabbeinu Hananel, which is different once again. We're going to take the view of Tosfus as to what this is about. The reason here that the Gemara wants to say that we should not consider the third view is because Dad Shlishit here is Tam Bifneat Smohu. The third view is not compromising between the first two. It's coming up with a third view altogether. They're not two views and one deciding. It's not like you've got two sides of the balance and then one comes and makes a determination. No, you've got three different views. They're not that one, they're altogether different. Why? The third view introduces a, an idea that neither of the first two accept. And that is that you split the set of Nozivoyse Pesach and the set of Truman Kochim. Up till then, everybody said all four are treated as one set. Dividing them into two sets is a chidush of the third view. 
So what gives credence to the third view? It's neither like the, the first two. In, the, in fact, it's a minority opinion. Because the fact that the that Nozivoyse Pesach and Truman and Kochim are all one set, that's agreed with both of the earlier views. So on the question of whether you split the sets or you don't, the third view is a minority opinion. Why would we go like the third opinion? Umashani in the Gemara answers explains Tosfus Omar Abiyakov Bad Idi Mipni Shmua Amru Mipikagi Zachari Malagri. Val Ken Savri based in Shalakrani Lismul Khashmuatam, Velikvo Halakakamotam. The, the Mishnahs are, are paskening like this third view, not because of their third view. It's paskening like them because of the authority they come with. They're coming with the authority of, of the Nevi'im. This is an idea that comes from the Nevi'im. Let's go a little further and then we'll, we'll understand it and unpack it. So the Gemara in Psochim is another example where we, where we have it. The case there on Davchaf in Psochim is a barrel of wine which has become, tr- which is Trumo, and it's become Tomei, so it can't be used. Beis Shammai says, you pour it all out immediately, in one go. Beis Hillel says, you can keep it and use it for, for the odor. It, uh, old wine can be used to create a, de- a deodorant, a fragrance, which you can use in the house. So you can keep the barrel and use it little by little for fragrance. Nobody will drink it. Omer Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Yossi. So we've got two views. Beit Shammai says, pour it all out. Beit Hillel says, use it as a spray. Says, Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Yossi, Ani achria. I'll make the decision. I'll decide between these two views. If it's out in the field, just pour it out. Don't bring it into the house and store it. Just pour it out. But if it's in the house, then you can use it as a, as a fragrance. And Ikid Amri comes along, and then they go, Omrullah, they said to him, You can't use the Hachrat Shlishit. So here you've got a case where we don't use the Hachrat Shlishit. And in our Gemara, the Gemara uses the Hachrat Shlishit because it has the authority of, of the Nevi'im. Says Tosfus in Psochim, Lefisha, the same as our Tosfus. So you're seeing a, an approach in Tosfus. Lefisha law gilu arishonim daatam lechalek bein lesadeh bein bayit lesadeh. The same idea. The first two Beit Hillel and Beit Shammai gave no indication that indoors and outdoors should be treated differently. You, the third view, are introducing a completely new dimension of separating between inside and outside. That's a third view. We won't go with the third view. However, says Tosfus, Tosfus says it in Psochim as well, but it's not as clear as Tosfus says it in Shabbos Dafmem. What about the Gemara in Brochus, where we've also got a Machlokas by Shammai and Basil about whether if you have sweet-smelling, fragrant olive oil, and you've got a hadas, and you want to make a bere mine besomim or a bere atzei besomim, on which one do you make the brocha? You're going to smell both of them. Which one do you make the brocha Beis Shammai says, First you make a bari mine besomim on the, on the oil, and then you make a bari atse besomim on the hadas. And Beis Hillel says the other way around. I'll make a decision to gain this word, You use oil for two things. You can smell the, the oil, and you can massage yourself with the oil. You can smear the oil on your body. It has two uses. But the hadas only has one use. It's only a fragrance. So the oil is more important than the, than the hadas. And you should make the brach on the oil. And there Rabbi Yochan says, Halacha is like the machria, but sometimes we say the halacha is not like the machria. 
explains uh, he's not really a machria. He's not making, he's not coming with a third view. He's, he's, he's explaining Beishamai. Beishamai says you, ta- you make the, the brocha on the, on the uh, oil first, explains um, Rabbi Gamliel, the reason is because oil has a double usage and the Hadassah only has one usage. So I'm giving logic, I'm adding weight to the view of, of Beishamai. I'm not bringing a third view. Says Tosfus, that's fine. If one brings a, a third view, it's fine. Now this is very important for us because there are three ways to resolve um, conflict in, in a way. So if you've got two viewpoints, it could be two parties in a litigation. It could be a machlokis in halacha. Uh, it could be two opinions, left and, and right, disagreeing on all sorts of different things. So we're living in a world where we understand that. You need to, how do you resolve this? What do you do? You could pick a side. That's one way. You could compromise. That's the second way. And the third way is find resolution. And that's what the sugi is about. How, how do you work with this? Explains Tosfus, for example, in the case of brochus, with the hadas and the shemen, with oil and the hadas, that's not the third view compromising. And it's not the third view coming with resolution. It's the third view picking a side. It's Rabbi Gamliel say, I pick Beishamai because it makes more sense to me, and here's why. That's fine, you want to pick a side, that's a, that's a way to deal with it. Another way to deal with it is the way the based in Shilach deals with in, in our case, where it brings a third view, it brings an, a new idea. Now, let, before we talk about bringing a new idea, if you just look at, the, at, at my table at the top, what it looks like there is the based in Shilach is compromising. Let's go with the Zakenim Rishonim on Nozivos Pesach, and let's go with the later views, the Miktzatan, on Truma and Kochi. A bit of this and a bit of that, and they both feel good. We've given them both. That's what it looks like. And the Gemara says, Ain Dad Shlishis Machrad, we don't do that. That's not the way you resolve. You don't compromise. Because if, if A says, I, I, You owe me a hundred. And B says, I owe you nothing. And we say, you know what? Make it 50, so pay him 50. So the fact is, you've now, you've now invalidated both people. You, you haven't validated either view. A compromise is never a good idea. People often talk about the importance of a compromise is never a good idea. Resolution is not compromise. Resolution is either you pick a side, you pass him, you pick a side. Or you resolve. And the way you resolve, if you look at what happens in our sugya, what does the Gemara say? How can we go to the Beit in Shilach They're just compromising. No, says the Gemara. What the third Beit in is saying is, guys, you're missing a piece of information. You're missing a, pos- you're missing a principle. The principle, you're just assuming that Nazir, Esepesach, Truman, Konchim are all one set. It's all about Tuma, and what applies to the one applies to the other. And that's why you've got yourselves into a machlokes. But if you would know the principle that we learn from, from Chagi, Zechariah, and Melachi, that these are two different sets, Nazir and Oise Pesach is one set, and Truma and Kochim is another set, you would resolve your conflict if you had that principle. That's the idea that we say every morning in the in the Shloshis Remidus of Rabbi Shmuel, the last middle, 
is shnei ksuvim hamachishim zeetzeh. What do you do with two psukim, with two principles that conflict with one another? The same thing as Achra. Find the missing principle. Don't just compromise between the two. Either you have to pick a side, and if it's two psukim, you can't do that. They have equal authority. So then you have to find a kosov ashlishi. You've got to find a third principle, the absence of which is responsible for the conflict. And that's the real art in, res- in resolving conflict. Find the third, it's hard, it takes time, it takes effort, it takes research, it takes tefillah. You need siyata dishmaya for it. And it's the case sometimes when you're resolving a conflict between a husband and a wife, when you're resolving a conflict between two business people, when you're resolving a conflict between politicians, when you're resolving a, a philosophic conflict. It requires time and it requires depth and it requires tefillah and siyata dishmaya to find the katuva shlishi, Find that first principle, the absence of which is responsible for the existence of the Machlekes. Says Rabbi Yaakov Bar-Idi, your whole Machlekes is based on the fact that you don't know that these two sets are, are separate. And I'm not making that up. I get that from Chagi Zechariah and Malachi. Oh, says the Mishnah. Then that's the Halacha. Now we've resolved it. We don't have to pick a side. We've got a resolution. The resolution is based on a principle we were missing. And that's completely different from the Gemara in Brochus, where he's mefarish, he's picking a side and giving a, and giving a perish. And it's different from cases where the third view introduces a new idea, which, which doesn't come with any additional authority. It's just, we, we're introducing a new idea. There's a difference between indoors and outdoors. Well, where do you get it from that there's a difference? Well, at least if we acknowledge the difference, then we resolve the conflict. That's not good enough. If you're going to resolve the conflict, you have to do it with authority. You have to do it with a principle that everybody can buy into, that everybody can accept. The principle, the absence of which was responsible for the conflict. And that's the idea in our Gemara of, of the Dach Lishit that is Machrat, this third view which does in fact become the decisive factor. <laughs>